Blog Talk Radio. You're now live on the Middleman Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio. And I'm Alan. And this is Nick. And uh kind of sound like I messed up then. It wasn't slow. Yeah, it's right. yeah, 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 just, uh, just a little bit. Yeah, it kind of felt like I said from my thought we talked about we what to say. But we're going to move on from that. Uh, yeah. Great weekend. I'm just, I'm just saying. Damn. Yeah. Your yeah. time is really out, buddy boy. I I know, man. I know. I felt it too. I felt it. I think I'm still tired this past weekend, man. Real talk. No joke. Tired from what? I can't even go into to like full detail because there's not enough time to explain the details. But these details that I need to enlighten everybody with the details of the discussion that I want. Detail. Nah, you just slept slept too long on Thursday. You slept too long on Wednesday. You slept a little too long on Friday, so that's what you did. Exactly. Don't be trying to hype it up like you even done something for real. I mean, look, man. Man, your hand's still soft, boy. You don't even work hard. What you talking about? Damn. Look, man. I come from a family of hard-working, concrete, hand-peeling I understand. I understand, but that's just not you. You're a sleeper. <laughs> I mean, look, Sleep. man. Just because I don't get my hands dirty tonight, I don't mean I don't get back out there. I, I have a I, green I, thumb. You ain't got to do all that. Oh, you ain't got to do all that. I'm just saying, you know, you. some people think sleep is hard work, dude. You got to think about it, man. That's a lot of excruciating work right there, sleeping. Got to get the yeah, right part in the bed, make sure the pillow right, right fluffiness on the pillow. You know, you got to get that dial set right on your on your mattress where you can get the right comfort number. No, that's you know what it is to find the cold spot all night. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I think I think you know he got some extra. He become a deep joke today. Hey man, I know y'all climbed me the last past two shows. It's all good. I'm coming for everybody. Man, look, oh, yeah, I have my south me ready. We did that. Now, Nick, you just missed one show, or you will be in Montana, sitting up in there in the Pecos Fields uh, bar. Chilling Look, man, I'm up there serving my country. Ain't got nothing to do with all that. In, in Montana? No. Serving how, are you, how, are you, how are you serving your country, Nick? Explain that to That's me. classified information. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. I like you a little too much to have to kill you. Montana, ain't going to Montana, milking some cows, making pass ride. Milk. Okay, everybody. Nick on the weekends does stunts for Joe Claire 
and Damon Dash in bald headed fat guy movies. Hey, Damn. you know what, man? I ain't want to bring this up, but I saw some pictures of you on a reality show, man. What was that all about? You talking about that crap Al put up on Facebook? <laughs> what about you? I'm not saying about that clown. For real though. For real though, man. Hell no, it wasn't me. I seen them pictures. I'm like, yeah, they got to the face on, um, got to the reality show before we even knew about it. What happened? I ain't even filming anything. Hell, got behind the scenes footage. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, this is this conversation has gone tragically wrong. Mysteriously, that guy looked exactly like he could be your twin. Man, that was Nick. Man, he just put a little bit longer uh, uh, mustache on. That's all that was. Trying to hide. Jumper (laughs) angle. Oh. And he, was, and, he was, and he was real into it, too, man. He, he, was, he was, like, really into it, man. That was, man, man that was look, hilarious. Tell the truth, man. I don't what know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Me, he that, Shout out to our, our, our co-host, Jen. Uh, she's celebrating her birthday all week this week, starting tonight. When I told her, you're the only person I know that has their birthday party three days before your damn birthday. You know what? The only people that do that is black people. Who celebrate their birthday right. a whole week? You was born in a, a couple whole minutes. Month. A whole month. It's my birthday week. My birthday weekend. Yeah, I'm talking fast today. A whole <laughs> month. Real talk. I don't do that. Right. I don't even, man, I don't accept gifts no more. <laughs> Too old for that. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, you, I, I, I think after a certain point, you know, you stop making a big hoopla out of birthday. If you're paying 27, you shouldn't even have a birthday party. Let's do that. A birthday party. Really? I don't, I don't know about all that, man. Man, come on, man. Getting, Clowns and, and, I mean, and ice cream? Come on, son. Birthday cake. I mean, like, how does that yeah, sound? Like, yeah. that's an birthday cake. I want birthday hey, cake. Hey, walking around, walking around up in rhymes while they singing happy, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. No, man. I bet if somebody put a cake on y'all place, y'all eat No, sir. I will probably Fire. throw it. I don't eat cake. I don't eat cake. No, that's at what, all. That's what it is, son. Not to talk. At all. It's saying, well, man. It's saying. Ladies and gentlemen. Birthday thugging on the middleman talk show. Hey man. Yeah. Shout out to Jen. We'll 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 be she'll be back home with us next week. But happy birthday, Jen. I wish her a happy birthday this week. But I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. On the actual day. Uh we exceeded my maximum days of being off from this show. Two days. Two shows. I missed the uh last yeah. week and I missed one for Thursday. This is Jen tenth time this year. Twelve. She been celebrating her birthday all year. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. Sounds like a wiener. Yeah. Shout out to LSU. Shout out to LSU for uh, winning against Alabama. Uh, I really felt like Alabama could have won that game, but uh, shout out to LSU, man. I can't even. Hey, hey I was going for it. Yeah, kind of bad. 
Yeah. I feel kind of bad, dude. I could have won a thousand dollars. I called that score down to the middle. I told him it was gonna be nine six. I know that defense was gonna go like that, man. You could tell two defensive teams like that. I was like, oh, yeah. hey, oh, it's gonna be an offensive uh, struggle. Nope, defensive struggle. Yeah. That is kind of like it's looking with this uh, Patriots-Giants game right now. Giants up 3-0 in the third. <laughs> in the third? Yeah. In the third. Man, I saw watching hey, hey. football since hey, my hey, team had been going too well. Hey, shout out to my Dolphins trying to go break that record, 0-16, and be the only team to be 16-0. <sighs> yes. I don't know, man. I think my team's going to be 16. I mean, 0-16, man. I really do. I think they just want to get luck next uh, next year in the draft. That's all that's it all is. That's all it is. Leave us alone, man. We ain't had a good quarterback since Dan Marino. Man, look, 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 man, look, man. Payton ain't got but a year or two left in him, man. That, yeah, y'all got that Payton boy, though. If Payton is smart, and I like Payton. If Payton is smart, he'll go ahead. They'll move up the offensive coordinator. Thank he'll you. He'll get luck in the draft next year. And they'll be good to go. Got him a little franchise I mean, player. Right. No, we need luck. We need luck. I'm a Dolphin fan. I got a Super Bowl. We won a Super Bowl since the 60s. On what? (laughs) Look, man. It's going to be a long time for the Miami Dolphins to get them a Super Bowl. You know what? I heard that from Vic. He said the same thing about my Celtics. We going to see. We'll win one before y'all win another one. I don't know about that, man. We're gonna... Baltimore <laughs> Colts. Look, man, we, look, look. That's going to be another conversation in a nutshell. Anyway, on to today's show. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, this is one that's near and dear to my heart. Dean. Oh, yeah. Big brother almighty. <laughs> this week, the middleman will discuss fraternities, sororities, and the myth of hazing. Now, hazing has been associated with collegiate organizations and secret societies for as long as they've been in existence. Stories told of frying pans and bare feet, broken glass, they've all become legend. But in this lawsuit-friendly time of today, a few questions arise with the subject of fraternities. What is the true definition of hazing? Should open pledging be allowed once again? And do black fraternities and sororities get a worse reputation for hazing than their white counterparts? Now, for those out there who don't know what hazing is, hazing is a term that's used to describe various rituals and other activities involving harassment, abuse, or humiliation used as a way of initiating a person into a group. Let me say this before we get real deep into this. I'm getting tired of people who are not a part of organizations Speaking of organizations, if you've never pledged a fraternity, sorority, secret society, or whatever you want to call it, how can you possibly? Here's one: if you didn't even, if if you did and you didn't finish, in either case, you have absolutely no right to speak on what is pledging, what is hazing, what is right, and what is wrong, because you have no idea what's going on. Right. So let, let, let's let's start. Let's start because um. This whole, hey, can this I make one correction, Nick? 
Oh yeah, we'll go ahead. All uh, secret societies are actually fraternities, also, so you don't have to call them. Well, I, I, I got you. It's just that a lot of times they tend to separate the two. You, but you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. Brotherhood and sisterhood. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? Well, we are. We hear the, the the and for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, both well, actually, all three of us. Al and myself are members of organizations and this is not in any way a reflection, our opinions are not a reflection on the views of our respective organizations let's go ahead and get right. that out of the way now because I don't want y'all calling my national office tomorrow saying Nick Eaton was on the middleman talk show saying it's okay to do this, no, no, no uh-uh, that's not what I'm saying <laughs> You think about making that call. You don't get me. You think you're messed up. Well, look, we, as far as the organization I'm in, which is Capital South, Turning Incorporated, Fighting Classes, they are that. We are not, we are a non hazing organization. Thank you. That's all I want to say. You, you, you die. We are a non What? I just want to throw that clause out there. We are a non-hazing fraternity. Yeah. Nah. Thank you. All right, let's move on to the section. You know what I'm saying? Let's get on into it. Make this happen today. Okay. So what we're actually going to do first, we got this clip. We got this nice little clip, which is actually the reason that this show came about. The show came about because of a conversation I was having with someone, and I have to learn to stop having conversations about Pledging with people who never pledge because it's just like you like talking to a wall. But <laughs> this this first clip is about something that I actually do not agree with, and that's hazing within the band. And yes, I come from a black college, Alabama State University, Marching Hornets. Shout out to all the Marching Hornets out there. But um, we're gonna get to this first clip about band hazing. I want you to take this is done, but this is uh, I'm just gonna play the clip. This is crazy. The million members are talk to oh, The million talk show. We are both messing up today. Gosh. What's it like? Negroes hitting someone. The first year. Negroes. I was able to do it. It it felt good. It felt good. Yeah. Sort of getting back at at what had happened to you the year before. Yes. The process is so intense. It's brewing. Got your blood boiling for the next person, like a vampire looking for blood. We asked Legarian to demonstrate a typical night of hazing for the freshmen, who the upperclassmen call crabs. So they just keep wow, wow, fast. Oof, that's hard. That's not you're not easing up. That's hard. It was, it's a competition thing. So the person before me hit him, and the next person. Gonna come and hit them harder. Why is it a good tradition? It kind of builds camaraderie, a brotherhood. We play the same instrument. We ate together, studied together, and got hazed together. And now our first clip on band hazing. This was actually a, a special that was done by Brian Gumble. They actually got a young man to come in and talk about 
his experience pledging, you know, in the band. And my problem with that whole scenario is, one, I'll be the first one to say it. I don't believe in bands hazing. I just, I, I don't believe, I don't believe in that whole pledging. I know Al and I were talking about this a little earlier off the air. You know, the whole, oh, I'm going to pledge my section, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Like, I don't understand that. I can't speak on something that I don't understand, but I, I, I can't say that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I can speak for a lot of people in my organization, and I'm sure that people in other organizations will agree. You know, for those of us who have a national chapter, we have a structured organization, we have a purpose for existing. You know, I think it just kind of gives those organizations a bad name when it's like, well, you're going to play at the flute section today. Really? I mean, I ain't mean to cut y'all, but my thing is, what's the purpose of you pledging to the section? Um, you know, um, and, and then, like, to even hear about that. I mean, that's, 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 that's crazy. Like, like, who actually came up with that? I mean, like, even in high school, I was in the band in high school. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I was in the band in high school, and... We had competitions as far as who was first chair, second chair, third chair on down, et cetera. But to get, get beat or to get hazed, just to be in a section or to, or to be accepted into a section, no, that's crazy. That's ludicrous. Ludicrous. And if you're if you are a person and you're listening and, and you yourself have, have pledged one of these sections in the band, yeah, give us a call, 718-508-9972. Today we're talking about hazing. We're talking about pledging and hazing and the bad rap that we get behind it. Honestly, when I look in the news and I look online, the majority of the stories that I hear about or see about pledging and it turned into a hazing incident is usually from an organization, quote-unquote, that's not official. They don't have any structure. They have no, like like Al said, they don't really have a purpose. And it gives fraternities and sororities as a whole a bad rap. It does. And it also gives the schools a bad rap, yeah. too. Because it's like, come on now. I, 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 like I was talking a little bit earlier. You know, Tuskegee University, they're quiet pledges. Why are they pledging uh-huh. Soprano? <laughs> I mean, so y'all gonna walk around with like, you know, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a treble clef on my chest? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a soprano. I mean, to make matters worse, they confused what's going on in the bands and the choirs with like my fraternity, Family Office and Family Music Fraternity of America, is a, it's a music fraternity, so they automatically think, oh, it's hazing going on in the band. It must be Family Office or Kappa Kappa Psi. We saw that movie Drumline. We saw what they do. I mean, come on, dude. You gotta be kidding me. And it, I, I don't know, Kev, you, you got a little input on this, man, because honestly, well, I, from my view of it. I think it's wrong. I think it sets a bad precedent for everybody. I think it's. I, I just think it's. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't agree with the the, the you know like real physical type hazing, and and I mean I'm I'm not a part of a band, uh, fraternity or whatever the case may be. But I mean I've seen different situations 
where, you know, a lot of people, man, they just want to feel a part of something. And, and to be a part of that, they feel like it's natural to do have all those things happen to them. You know, and, and sometimes it go really bad. You know, mm-hmm. and like you said, Al, some of it's unnecessary. You know, I mean, what, what Al is and what you are, that's like you said, it's, it's national. You know what I mean? That's, that's like you said, to, to, to play it to something individual like that, that's crazy. That's crazy. But what benefit? <laughs> that. And, and I don't want to. I don't want to stay on the, the the like the the band sections and the. Yeah, I've even seen cases where the student orientation services they have they pledge. You know, I I, I don't want to stay on that long, but I, I do want to make yeah. something clear. There's a big difference between pledging and hazing. Oh, yeah. there's a big difference, Correct. and almost Correct. any little thing can be misconstrued for hazing. To be honest, if I tell you, hey, man, go pick up that piece of paper, and you say, no, nah, I don't want to pick up that piece of paper, that makes me feel bad. That's technically considered hazing. Yep. Anything done against any, you know, a person's will is considered is hazing. hazing. But yeah. now the funny thing is, it's so bad on the college students, and it's, it's so bad for members like that, but when it comes to, they, they tend to joke. If you ever watch Sports Center. They joke about hazing the the rookies in the NWA and the, in the NBA and the NFL. But I mean, you it's know, a it's, a right, it's a rite of passage. Um, you know, a lot of times, I mean, if it's done correctly, where people are not being abusive to the situation, because you got some guys, man, the the, the line just keeps going. If you know what I mean, from the first right. generation on, and, and when it gets to that little segment where somebody get out of hand with it. They carry that part of it on, and that's when you get that hazing, that ultra hazing. You know? Right. There you go. And that's where it go bad at because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, y'all know that stuff is against the law for all for all friends. Right. Right. Well, I guess that kind of takes us into our second question of the day. Should open pleasure be allowed once again? Let's be honest about something. Whether you have experience in being in an organization or not, or maybe maybe knew somebody. You people generally have a general consensus of what they may be getting into joining organization. Knowing that, why would you put your? Why would you go into the situation? You, know, you got a lot of people that that they're, they're real lawsuit friendly. You know, and, and that's my issue with it. It seems like nowadays it's like I'm gonna go in here, and the moment they touch me, I'm gonna sue. I'm gonna get some money from this, that, this, and that. Why would, other than that reason, why would you even go into that situation? That's true. I mean, people, they have their own um, things that they want to get out of before they can get in due to somebody may have either told them something that, you know, or maybe them doing their research about something. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody is not in it for the brotherhood or the sisterhood. People are trying to get what they want out of it. You know, that's, that's very true, Al. Or, you know, it's always the outside looking in. You know, what I'm seeing these guys represent. You do have some people that look at the good that these particular organizations do represent, and, and they look at it from that aspect and want to be a part of that. I mean, we as humans, a lot of times, want to be a part of certain positive things. But then you have those that look at certain organizations just for the negative aspect, not even the negative aspect, but the aspect that they'll bring to it and make it negative. You know what I mean? Keep it being the women, 
or the opportunity to get away with certain things or the, just even the opportunity to know people that they would never get the chance to know. And I, and I can definitely understand that. I guess my thing about it is, it's just like Al said, doing your research, you have a general consensus of what you may be getting yourself into. And I think it's uh-huh. important to ask the appropriate questions. I think a lot of times people go into these situations not asking the appropriate questions beforehand. Oh, well, I get to college, and I see such and such fraternity, and, man, they had all the parties, they had all this, they got all the girls, so I need to join them. Right. Why are you joining for the wrong reasons? There you go. And That's see, the first we thing. We call them T-shirt wears. You're not doing your research. No. Right. Like I, I, I'll put it to you like this. I'll give you a great example. I'll use my fraternity as an example, and then I'll use when my grandfather uh, talked to me, you know, just a little bit about the organization that he was a part of. For me, going to campus, of course, I had been seeing all the fraternities, you know, fraternities and stories growing up, especially if you grew up in a black community, you're going to be exposed to a lot of people in a lot of different fraternities. Mm-hmm. You know, my, uh, my, my uncle... My uncle, my uncle Sigma, you know, my I got another uncle. He's a Kappa. I got, you know, I got aunts. Yeah, everybody got that Delta on. Everybody got that AKA on. I don't care what you want. You, got, you don't never put them in, two, in the same space. Not that long, especially if they're a little older. But right. you see this growing up, and you get a pretty good general consensus. For me, I was like, okay, cool. That's fine and dandy. When I get to college, I'm going to make my own choice. And I, I got to Alabama State's campus, and I see this group. I see this group, Five Mule Alpha, and I'm like, okay, what are they about? And really, what caught me off guard about them, I was like, man, they got the coolest, they got the coolest call and response I ever heard in my life. But then I started digging a little deeper. Okay, it's a music fraternity. Okay, they do a lot to mentor kids. Okay, they do a lot. They put on these great concerts. They have these great vocalists. Man, they got these. They got some great musicians, and and I get to ask them a few questions. Oh, well, actually, this person didn't even know how to play the keyboard before he got in here. Now he's a gigging musician, you know, and I found out what they were about, and then I said, okay, I think this is what I want to be a part of. Let me do a little bit more research. Okay, I'm sure. And it just so happens that I got approached after doing a couple of concerts with him, and I became a member, you know. It wasn't about, oh, it's just a party. So don't get me wrong. Yeah, the parties are cool. That that That's fine. That's fine. But I can guarantee you this much, and I think this goes into a little bit with the older generation. Growing up, I always saw the alumni chapters of Kappa Alpha Psi out there doing community work. I always saw Masons out there doing community work. I always saw Alphas out there mentoring. You know, these were the things that made me say, okay, an organization, one of these organizations might be for me because they're doing the type of things that are making an impact. But now it's, well, man, it's Thursday, Thursday at the club. Let's see who's doing the best party hop. And they get in and, and and honestly, a lot of those, they tend to slip through the cracks. Because I think we all have some fraternity brothers that we like, man, come on, dude. you got to get together. <laughs> They're in there for the wrong reason. We call them T-shirt wearers. There you yeah. go. We got some of us are friends with some of them. <laughs> man, y'all did just enough to get by. <laughs> <laughs> just right. Right. But I mean, it just—it just kind of is by this, and I can remember talking with my grandfather, and when I tell you he was the the king of, you know, I'm I'm gonna tell you a little bit. But I ain't gonna tell you much. 
I'll just tell you what you need to know. My grandfather was a mason. And the one thing he told me, he, he told me, he said, you know why I love this so much? Because every time throughout my life, when I've seen another man down, I've seen a mason there to pull him back up. And that's what made me want to be one. And it was just like, you know, like it was a real genuine reason, a genuine reason and a genuine love for, you know, for, for being in that organization. So let's see what this organization is about because these are similar traits I see within myself. Now it's not, oh, let me get in here and see what I can do. Oh, I find out what it's about now. But let me turn into what you have a lot of people that make their, they let their organizations make them. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. those are usually the people that where these stories come from about this extreme hazing. Just like Kelly said a little earlier, you got to know there's a certain breaking point. There's a certain point where it's like, okay, this cannot have anything to do with me being a part of this organization. I'm not exactly. saying fraternities and sororities are perfect, but what I am saying is when you get in there, you have to be have, have a clear head. Know what you're getting into beforehand. And then when you get in there, recognize, hey, this situation might not be the healthiest for me. If I see you sitting up there warming up, swinging a frying pan like it's a baseball bat, there's something about to go wrong. Yeah, buddy. Man, I'm going to share one, one quick story with y'all, man. I'm not going to go too far in depth, but there was a particular situation where um, hazing went wrong. There was a gun involved, and the brother ended up dead. That's how bad and, things can get real fast. Wow, that's crazy. Like that's that's crazy for real. Yeah, but but I can remember like listening to my mom, my dad, them telling me stories from when they were in school. And even if you guys remember the movie School Days, even though that's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a blown out of proportion view of, of what a pledging oh, process is, yeah. drastically blown out view. But the whole thing, lines used to be open back in the day. Should it go back to it? Well, my dad was part of, um, you know, that era where lines were open. I mean, you know, you visually knew who was online, you know, by the way you dressed, uh, who you sat with, what you did at lunchtime, what they made you did in front of people. If you got hit in the face with food, I mean, they knew. They knew who was online. So yeah. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Well... I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't either. Let me tell you why I think lines should be open again. One, people are naturally nosy. So even, yeah. and, and, and both of y'all can attest to this, even when somebody is online, even though it's supposed to be a secret, somehow it always gets out. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for one, you always got that one cat online who got that girl that tells his right. girl everything and his girl running tales in public. But I think the secrecy of the actual, of, of who's online, not even so much the process, but who's online, the yeah. of who's, who's online, online yeah. has people digging and, 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 and trying to research so so much because they just want to know that all of a sudden here come these fabricated stories. Like if, if the line is open, it's out there. You know who it is. 
you know how many right. of them is. It is. Right. And you might not know everything that's going on in their meetings, but you know enough to know, hey, do I want to go through that next semester? I mean, let's be honest. Uh-huh. It puts it out there to where it's not everybody's so obsessed with it because that's the problem. Honestly, everybody's so obsessed with it because they just want to know. I just want to know. Why y'all have all these secrets? Why? Well, number one, it's not your business to know. <laughs> if you're not a member, it's not your business to know. That's just my personal opinion on it. Right. Call me wrong. Call it what you want. But that's just how I feel. If you're not a part I of the organization, agree, it's not your business. I agree. But yep, everybody's so determined to find out these things. Like, you see these books, and it's, it's amazing that you have an entire section in the public library, Barnes & Noble, Books and Books a Million and Borders, dedicated to secrets of the fraternities, secrets of the skulls, secrets of this, secrets of that, secrets. And I'm just like, seriously? YouTube videos. Right, YouTube videos. This is a conspiracy. That's the biggest thing now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing now. We catch that so bad, man, because, I mean, you hear you so many things, man. You hear from right. your devil worshiper or y'all, you know, different types of stuff, man. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of times, man, it, a lot of it's right in people's face. They just don't know. Right. You know, like you said, if it was meant for you to know, you know, if you was a part of it, you would know. You know, just like if I knew the secret uh, recipe to KFC, I know how to cook it. It ain't meant for me to know. That's why I go buy it. The experience. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, that's why. That's one of the main reasons I think that 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 line should be open. The, the other reason, the other reason, is because when somebody drops that line. Everybody needs to know who it is. Speaking yep. from a collegiate standpoint, I can think of a situation where a young man was in the band freshman year, right. pledged or tried to pledge his section and dropped, couldn't take it. The next year when he was eligible to, to pledge natural fraternity, he pledged uh, a non divine nine fraternity and drop line. Well, now by his third year, he was trying to play his alpha. And they were like, man, dog, you've been around this a couple of times. This ain't really working right. You're trying to do one or two things. You're trying to grab some secrets or you're trying to get a lawsuit. And I think the line should be open because it's just like, all right, I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do, and once it's out there, you can't do this to other organizations. Because they see you coming. They, yeah, they see you coming a mile away. Just like, I, I think, Al, you were talking about uh, um, a situation where a guy was saying that he was he had pledged Kappa, but he dropped the line, something, something along the lines of that. Yeah, on, you know, another Blog Talk radio show, they had an episode similar to this, and this guy, he was, you know, actually, Kevin told me about it, but he was talking about, you know, how he wished he would have went back and completed the process and um, wish he was one and all of that. I mean, dog, that really don't matter to the public. I mean, especially to any bros out there, we're not going to have no sympathy to you at all. Like, you drop, you out. Sorry. 
No coming back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if anything, it's, it's going to make it a like harder. Uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're not going to get in easier. Nobody's going to take a light on you. Nobody's going to be but it. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, no, though. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't in your heart then, it ain't in your heart now. Point blank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? True. And we don't need, you know what I'm saying? We don't need. I mean, I mean, any any Greeks of fraternity or sorority, they don't need people like that because you want people to be a part of your organization who love it, who want to do do for it, you know, do better for it, be role models for it, um, you know, be able to wear your loves with pride, and when people look at you, you see a model person of that uh, fraternity or sorority that you represent. You know what I'm saying? You don't want anybody, you know what I'm saying, to just you know, say, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. Now I feel like I want to. What? What is that? Too late then, buddy. But you know what that turns into? Because that, that's the thing about it. It it no longer turns into you as an individual because they no longer see you. If you're late for class or if you're late for work, well, let's just let's use class as an example. Center a little bit more on college. If you're late for class, they don't say, oh, Al was late for class. They say, man, them Catholics be late for class all the time. There you go. There you go. That's what we talk all about that all the time, me and my brother. Your actions reflect your entire organization. Exactly. And exactly. everybody around it. Exactly. And we stress that so much as far as, you know, guys in my organization. We stress that so much. You know, we always want to present ourselves in an, in an acceptable manner. You know, we are men of achievement. So we always, you know, present ourselves as business educated, family-oriented, God-fearing men. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do, you know, every day. That's what we live by, you know? Well, I mean, I'll tell I mean, you what we're going to do. We're going to go into our first song of the day, and um, after that we're going to go into our last question. The song, actually, when we tell you the last question, is going to make sense. This is Asher Roth with I Love College. You are listening to the Middleman Talk Show on Middleman Radio. I'm nice right now, man. I, I feel good. If you have a drink, would you please put it in the air? That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish you saved it. I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my drink and smoke my But my good friend is all I need. Pass out of three. Wake up at ten. Go out. I want to go to college for the rest of my life. Sit bankers club and drink Miller Lite. On Thursday, Thursday, and Tuesday night ice. And I can get pizza a dollar a slice. So fill up my cup. Let's get muffed up. I'm next on the table. Who want what? I am champion at Fair Pong. Alan Iverson, Akeem Olajuwon. Don't even bounce. Not in my house. Better hope you make it. Otherwise you naked. Time isn't wasted when you get Wasted. Woke up today and all I could say is, um, that party last night was awfully crazy. I wish you saved it. I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my drink and smoke my But my good friends is all I need. Pass out a friend. Wake up and ten. Go out to eat. Then do it again. Man, I love college. Hey. I love drinking. 
tell you what I learned from school, but I can tell you a story or two. Um, yeah, of course I learned some rules, like don't pass out with your shoes on, and don't leave the house till the booze gone, and don't have sex if she's too gone. When it comes to condoms, put two on, then tomorrow night, find a new joint. Hold the beer bong, nothing wrong with some fun, even if you did get a little bit too drunk. Time has been wasted when you're getting wasted. Woke up today and all I can say is that party last night was awfully crazy. I wish you'd take it. I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my drink and smoke my But my good friends is all I need. Pass out three. Wake up at ten. Go out to eat. Then do it again. Man, I love college. Put their drinks as high as they can, as high as they can, and repeat after me. Do something crazy. Do something crazy. Do something crazy. And that was Asher Ross with I Love College. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I wasn't I wasn't too sure how I felt about that record when it first came out, but kind of is what it is. If you guys are just joining the Middleman Talk Show, we are talking about Dean Big Brother Almighty. This week we're discussing <laughs> fraternities and sororities. Miss Hazing. Hazing has been associated with fraternities and sororities for as long as they've been in existence. So it's right. frying pans and bare feet and broken glass have become legends. And in the lawsuit friendly times today, a few questions arise with the subject of fraternity. What is the true definition of hazing? Should open lines open pledging be allowed once again and do black fraternities and sororities get a worse reputation for hazing than their white counterparts and that's the question right there let me read off just a couple little stats on on hazing right now in the United States there are at least 44 states that have anti-hazing laws since 1970 there has been at least one hazing-related death on a college campus each year. At least one. The first recorded incident of hazing involving sexual abuse occurred in 1983, and other hazing incidents involving sexual intimidation, nudity, or stimulation have been increasing their frequency since 1995. 82% of deaths from hazing involve alcohol. Now, that being said, <laughs> how many of those sound like some of our stuff? <laughs> I'm not being funny. And when I say I, I'm Thank talking you. about black folks. Thank um, you. How much of that sound like black folks? Right. Not, not much at all. Zero percent. Zero percent. But, you know, they're real quick. They 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 real quick to throw that on black on black fraternities and sororities in a sec. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're real quick. And I guess my thing about it is, it's just a little, it's a little bit skewed more often than not because the people who are part of these, you have to realize that the media is run by advertising. And in a lot of cases, the people who are over these large corporations that are advertising are of a different persuasion. 
other than African American, and usually members of fraternities or sororities. All right. So it's in their best interest to keep the name and the and the reputation and and everything else of that sort very clean. So we can, and, and like they say on South Park, blame the darkies. <laughs> like they do with our president. Let's put it on the darkies. Right. Right. It's so it's so easy to put it on us. I mean, we're already looking at <laughs> barbarians and um, uh 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 damn. We are you know, criminals anyway. Violent people, monkeys, so, monkeys, monsters. So why not? Why not? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? And well, first, let's take it a I little mean, bit further. I can think of situation. I, well, without incriminating, without incriminating myself or anybody else as a part of my organization, I can remember speaking with a person who was a member of an organization that was predominantly white. Now, mind you, this person was the president of that organization. And um, in an off-campus-related event, he was speaking about some of the experiences that he went through. And he said that the guys put him in a bucket like they made him stand in the bucket that they had all peed in um, and rolled him down a hill. Now, let me tell you something wrong. right now. I love my fraternity. That's just wrong. That's just going too far. I'm not about to stand That's in the bucket of piss. That's crazy. Hey, but Nick, man, some people, some people want it that bad, though, Nick. But you gotta know how to use common sense, and also I, I, I understand that. But if you don't understand what it is to be a part of that organization, you don't know what it takes to be a part of that organization. You think that everybody else went through that, and all of a sudden here you are rolling down a hill with a bucket of barrel full of piss. Man, forget that, man. I understand no exactly. Ain't no way, man. I understand. Wouldn't that put you in that situation that that bro we were talking about? Okay. Well, if he came across something like that and he walked away from the line because of that. Then it is really looking inside. I put it like this. If if that were me, and I can say this with the utmost confidence, if it were me, and I was put in that situation and they said, you know what, in order to be, in in order to continue your process to be in this organization, that's what you have to do. I'm going to say, you know what? I can appreciate the chance. I can appreciate you taking interest in me. That's a little too extreme for me, so I'm going to have to back down. Now, I'm not going to go on, and that's the one thing I will say. I'm not going to go on any radio show or any TV show or Dateline or anything else like that and say, oh, well, this, 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 this. I'm not going to speak on it because guess what? I'm not a member of that organization. I chose to walk away. It is what it is. But I think that's a little bit extreme. I think that's a little bit extreme, but it's just like you said, it's about how bad they want it. And if, if that's the case, then fine. That's just not for me. But, you know, the the other thing about it is it, times are different. Times are just a little bit different. Let's be real. The stuff that people went through in the 60s and 70s when they were pleasant is a whole lot more extreme Oh yes, than what some of us did. 
Because I done heard some stories. I don't care what anybody say. That whole passing down the egg thing, I'm like, oh, hold on, player. <laughs> hold on. Uh, and that's why I say, that's why I say, you know, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What? what you're not putting me in no piss. Right, that's the best thing I can. That's that's why I can say it. You're not putting me in no piss. But oh, we yeah. do have a little clip here. We have one more clip of the day, and um, this is actually talking about uh, an incident in Texas involved that was that could be categorized as hazing, and then again, it could be not. We'll let you be the judge. Take. A- Alcohol, blindfolds, and college students stripping off their clothes. Texas State Police believe it was all part of a hazing plan that landed 20 students in jail. Word of this hazing case is spreading across Texas State University, but it's not exactly a shock to students. Hazing is obviously something I've heard about while I've been here. Dallin Terrell says he never heard a peep at his apartment complex on Craddock Street about a month ago. According to the arrest warrants, sorority girls picked up Sigma New pledges, blindfolded them, and drove them to Joshua Corley's garage, where they were told to strip down to their underwear and start drinking alcohol. Police say some pledges were forced to drink. Most were freshmen under 21, and some got sick. University officials wouldn't talk and said they don't comment on pending police investigations. But they did point us to this memo sent to students, faculty, and staff one week after the alleged hazing. The dean wrote the university will take disciplinary action against individuals or groups involved in hazing activities. They went for the charge that had more cachet. They went for the charge that that brought you all to my office to talk to me about it. Nobody's doing news stories about um, minors drinking or minors being furnished with alcohol. But when you when you you know drop the dirty H word, uh, all of a sudden it's, it's newsworthy because people want to line up and, and find ways to embarrass the Greek community. Hello, this is Alan from the. Uh... And that was a clip from Texas. Texas school where they're talking about now, I don't know if that was necessarily okay yeah it probably was an organization they probably were hazing but the the lawyer at the end did bring up a good point uh, it seems that a lot of times that if it were underage drinking or anything of that sort they wouldn't cover it but the moment you say fraternity or sorority they're all on it I don't know Jeff what do you feel about that yeah I agree man um, once any type of situation like that happen man you know, the first thing they want to do is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's them, it's the fast, it's them fast, they didn't did it. You know, I mean, like you said earlier, the bad rep happens, especially with our situation as far as being black organizations. Uh, it's news. It's news. First thing, is news. Yeah, there it is. We have our man call on the line. Yeah, we have our man Charlie. Hey, what's going on? What's going Charlie. on, Charlie? I see we're talking about pledging. Yes, sir. <laughs> and hazing. I'm a, there's a difference between pledging and hazing. I, I, I want to yes. make sure that people understand that. That uh, pledging is the act of going through a process to learn and to show oneself worthy of being in an organization. Hazing is when we, well, not when we, well, 
Hazing is when you're physically abused uh, or mentally abused. Now, understand, and I want to bring, give you a historical uh, look at uh, pledging so that you can understand it from an African-American's point of view. Uh, do you all know where the whole concept of uh, fraternities and sororities come from? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, of course. You know, we have our own, you know, uh, well, pretty much the biggest overall arching goal. You know, there are similarities, but we have our, you know, differences and like. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about where it originated, where the whole concept originated. See, the thing is, we 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 misnomer ourselves as well. There are mm. Greek letter organizations. But we misnomer ourselves as Greeks. The Greeks got the concept from the the the, the, the Chemites or the Egyptians, as you know them. Uh, the Egyptians had a mystery system or a mystery school where they would train priests, and the whole concept was to transform the individual from being the person that he was, he or she was. But when they were brought into the knowledge of the mystery system. They became a new person. Hence, you know, you have neophytes. And uh, those of you in Greek led organizations know these terms. Then you have profites. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, now, once you, the whole concept of crossing the burning sand, again, this comes from our people from Egypt. Now, Africans have traditionally had some kind of ritualization for manhood and womanhood. All right, now I think the whole concept of when the, the beating and all of that came from, some of that comes from slavery. Um, you know, some of it comes from, you know, us being abused as slaves. We, we sort of take that on. Now, but here's the thing that I know. I know. I've talked to a lot of white uh, fraternities, uh, members, and one thing that they admire about the black fraternity members is that after graduation, white guys are like, okay, that's it. They may never mm. see each other again except for business. If it's a business concept, then they may connect on that level. But other than fraternizing and fellowshipping, that never happened. But the mm. fraternities and sororities that we created, a lot of them were created uh, particularly so that we would have some place to socialize, particularly on a hostile uh, environment. Alpha Phi Alpha didn't start on a black campus. It started at Cornell University. Okay? Right. right. Um, Kappa Alpha Psi started, I believe, at Indiana uh, State University, yeah. I believe, or somewhere in that area. Indiana, so, Indiana I mean, University. Indiana University. So those mm-hmm. places are... They were designed to help us through hostile environments, uh, and we the environment never got better for us. So we had to cling to them. And I mean, understand, I'm a member of a, a Greek-led organization. I would not take my experience with that organization for nothing. I learned a lot from it. I learned how to use my brain instead of my bronze. I learned how to deal with people who were hostile to me without resulting to, you know, name-calling or even fisticuffs. 
I think part of that plans process was to teach young African-American males in particular, but even females, but males in particular, who were going into the white work world or into corporate America, how to deal with adversity and how to deal with hostile people without resulting to violence. Yeah. Now, that doesn't excuse the extreme behavior that takes place in some of these fraternities and sororities, but that is not exclusive to black fraternities and sororities. We can Nowhere put near. Light put on. Pardon? Nowhere near. It, 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 I think a lot of times, like I said, we get a bad rep in the black community in terms of our organizations when the majority of the time it's not going on. Those extreme cases that you hear about in the news, more often than not, it's by our white counterparts. And that's mm-hmm. speaking for someone, for my organization who is predominantly white, and me being initiated at a black chapter, I can just see the difference, the differences in the chapters because I'm like, there are things that I would see at other chapters that I know wouldn't be happening. They wouldn't even allow, they would kick us off the campus and dig up the plot right then and there if it went on. Brother, can I ask you what, what fraternity are you in? Find me out of Sanfonia, Music Fraternity of America. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly, yeah. Did you play it at a SWAC school or uh I played at Alabama State. Fall two thousand three. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Playing at a SWAC school is totally I tell people that. Playing at a SWAC school is it's, it's, it's no joke. It's no joke. Um but you are absolutely right. Uh I remember at USM seeing some of the things that the white fraternities would do. We couldn't dream of doing. We couldn't dream of, you know, filling a, a, a pledge full of alcohol to the point where they get alcohol poisoned. We couldn't dream of that. We'd be kicked off the yard. And arrested. You know, <laughs> and arrested. Yeah, exactly. We we couldn't dream of that. Hmm. You know, but they could do it and, and, and a lot of times get away with it. Right. As long as nobody died. They didn't have a problem. But there is a purpose to these sororities. I'm not, you know, I don't knock them. You know, I, if um, my uh, son decides or my daughter decides they want to join one, preferably mine, but if not, you know, whatever they want to join, as long as they are, they are treated, you know, with dignity and honor and whatnot, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think in a lot of situations, people tend to say that what goes on at one school is what goes on at all. You know, and I think that's what this entire show is about. More yeah. often than yeah. not, we yeah. we just generalize everything when it comes to. Yeah, we're ready to wrap up the show. We, um, you know, at the end of the day, there is a much greater purpose that fraternities and sororities serve. And and quite honestly, a lot of our communities and and in part in, in our economy wouldn't be the same way if it wasn't for some of these organizations. There you go. You know, we just we just celebrated this this great accomplishment with this Martin Luther King Memorial. In Washington D.C., 
And a lot of people don't realize that that was an Alpha Phi Alpha project. You know, that wasn't yeah. Washington saying, hey, we're going to give this, we're going to give this monument to Dr. King because of his impact on the nation. No, that was his fraternity saying, exactly. we're going to do this exactly. for our brother. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you look at the impact that a lot of these fraternities had in the civil rights movement, um, you, you'd be surprised. You would be amazed. Um, these, again, these are institutions that our people have used to build ourselves up, to establish uh, leadership skills among African Americans, uh, to establish even economic bases. Uh, I know a lot of brothers and sisters who have started businesses and have come to the fraternity for the hell. I know a lot of brothers and sisters who have uh, come to the fraternity in need of things. Um, You know, for instance, a perfect example. I had a business. And I have a lot of young fraternity brothers who are now trying to get into the music business. And when they find out, okay, that's my brat, that's my brother, they call me and I give them advice. Advice that they probably wouldn't get, you know, because the way the music society, the music business is situated, it, it is, in and of, of itself is like a secret society. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that you learn by trial and error, and there are certain things you may never learn. So, yeah. Those connections can be good on a business level. They can be good on a social level. They can be good on an economic level. But the key thing for those on the outside looking in is don't judge the organization by the missteps and mistakes and mishaps of a few. Thank you. Most definitely. Well, Charlie, man, we definitely appreciate, man, your insight and everything because Especially learning about, you know, what you mentioned um, as far as, you know, our creation, you know, and what it actually goes back to with, with Africa and things like that. Definitely appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and get into our last part of the uh, conversation and um, get into the talk of the town. Nick, you ready for that? Oh, yes, sir. Always. Let's do it. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I'm here with the talk of the town. Earlier this week, news surfaced that pop sensation Justin Bieber was accused of fathering a child. Look at this mouth! Look at these eyes! Look at these ears! Look at this hair! The neck! And the neck, the hairline, the ears! Case of 10-month-old baby Dante. You are not... not baby don't look like me. According to reports, 20-year-old Mariah Theater has filed a paternity suit against a 17-year-old singer for fathering her three-month-old son. Allegedly, Yader met Bieber backstage at one of his concerts in Los Angeles. From there, the two supposedly proceeded to have sexual intercourse in a bathroom. Now, Yader claims her child was conceived that very same night and wants to never-say-never singer to take a paternity test to prove it. When filing the suit, 
Yader told a judge, when I later realized I was pregnant with Justin Bieber's baby, I tried to contact him through his representatives, but no one ever called me back. She was heard off of the record saying that if it's not Justin's baby, then whose is it? My baby boss. Mine, I'm the father of that baby boss. Boss, I'm that baby's daddy. Any fool can see that baby belongs to me. I want a dip. That little rascal belongs to me. Proud to say, boss, I'm that baby's daddy. I be the paw, boss. I'm the paw of that dear youngin' boss. I'm a Ashanti to join the Black Eyed Peas. The Black Eyed Peas are rumored to announce Ashanti as their new singer. Fergie has already announced that she will leave the band to start a family. Their last show is November 23rd. The Black Eyed Peas have also indicated that they will take a break as well, but now the word making the rounds is that R&B singer Ashanti has been tapped to take the lead singer spot. Ashanti is currently on tour with the Black Eyed Peas. Fergie joined the Peas in 2002. Prior to that, the group had been around for seven years without a female singer. An industry insider close to the piece stated, Ashanti will make for an interesting inclusion for the group. She has had her own string of hits including Foolish, Rock With You, Only You, and Happy, but has been absent from the chart since 2005. Man, sit your ass down. This is your man, Nick Eden, and this is the Talk of the Town. Hey, man. Justin yeah. got a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh that's gonna be man, it's gonna be interesting. He's gonna get so much publicity. Um, new father, um, T V show, spot. The girl's gonna get over half of his money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I mean, I, I look at it like this, man. When I found out, I was like, I'm not, I'm not putting it bad, Justin. I mean, I mean, he was groping Nicki Minaj, man. Come on, man. You know, he hey, was, I was putting it bad, Justin. Justin. I ain't gonna lie. I thought brother. Justin was a twenty, uh, twenty-three-year-old lesbian. I ain't. <laughs> he looked like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, he do, don't he? He looks just like Ellen DeGeneres. Hey, you wrong for that too. You're so wrong. What? I'm just saying. Thank you, uh, everybody, who tuned in to the Middleman Talk Show this Sunday on Middleman Radio. I messed yep. up a little early. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Middleman Radio, people. Right. We want to invite you guys to come back and uh, see us and hear us again next Sunday. Also, this coming Thursday with the Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. And so, everybody, yep. enjoy yourselves. Al, what you got up this week, man? Um, this week we have our employee conference, man, for my company that I work for, and um, looking forward to that. And uh, other than that, man, just enjoying life in general. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Stop lying, man. You just gonna sleep the whole week? I, I, I am. I am. I can't even knock that, man. I, I, I'm man. All right. Yeah, what's going on with you this week, man? Ah, nothing, man. More work, work, and work. And work. And more work. Well, look out this week. Um, I don't know the exact date that it's going to be posted, but we'll definitely put it up in the Middleman's Facebook page. Uh, my first article for SoulTrain.com is actually one of the Middleman's shows, Talk of the Town show, Death is a Major Label. So that'll be my first article. They heard that show. They loved it. They wanted it. Written down, and this week it'll be up on SoulTrain.com. 
and we need 50% of that. <laughs> I will send you your $15. <laughs> <laughs> Real stuff. He laughing. He laughing. All right. He laughing, though. He did serious. I'm just saying. Hell, that's what you think writers making nowadays with all these bloggers <laughs> getting all the ad money. Well, I think that's about it. We can go ahead and hit that nice little outro. How's that play? Sure. All right. The middle man shouted. Big Chris shouted, yeah. nah, I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, so take a listen, time out. Take a minute, shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world, you destined to earn some. Linda, yeah, comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a will to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand, stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man, cause he was dying to break. Shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m., blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. And there it is.